0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie.
1: Welcome to episode 102 of Spur of
0: the Moment. Episode 102, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas. The Spurs got bit by C.J. McCollum last night as he scored 40 points as the New Orleans Pelicans topped the Spurs by a score of 126 to 117. A lot of good things happened last night. I thought... uh, Jeremy Sohan really showed out, had a great game. Uh, You know, the Pelicans were missing Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and Larry Nance Jr. But like I said on the previous episode, they just have so much star power, and uh, C.J. McCollum proved that last night. He really lit it up and lit up the Spurs, and, uh, you know, that's just how it goes. Greg Popovich says, we don't have somebody like a McCollum that's going to come in and do what he did to us. Made it a decent game at that point, and then he took over. He was great. So that's Pop's thought, uh, thoughts on last night's game and uh, a little bit of my thoughts. Drew, what were yours?
1: Yeah, I think we played well. I mean, only lost by nine. And we saw a couple of great performances from young guys here. But C.J. McCollum did more damage. He, he had a similar game to the play-in last year. C.J. McCollum seems to own us. And the Pelicans were just really good offensively, and they had a good win against us.
0: Yeah, they, they were. And... You're right about McCollum. He seems to have the Spurs number. Every time we play the Pelicans, he seems to really go off. But uh, tough night for the guys. But there were some positives, which we're going to get to. And that brings us to our top two, bottom two segment. Drew, who were your top two?
1: Yeah, so for me, my number one top two was Jeremy Sohan. In my opinion, I think Jeremy Sohan had his best offensive game of the year. Jeremy Sohan had 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists, he chipped in a steal and still got 7 of 14 from the field and 2 of 4 from the three-point line. Good night from Jeremy Sohan, a really good night. My second top two, I'm going to go with Trey Jones, who had 19 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds while shooting 7 of 12 from the field and 1 of 3 from the three-point line, 48 minutes. Those are my top two.
0: All right, that was very good. I Jeremy Sohan, I mean, you know I'm a big fan, but... Everybody always complains about his offense. Well, it was there, and it was in full form last night. Uh, 23 points. He's my number one of my top two. I also liked his uh, quote after the game. Sohan said, I'm becoming more comfortable and confident. I had career highs tonight, but we still lost, so it doesn't really matter. And I just like that winning mentality, especially for a 19-year-old making his way in the NBA. Sohan's 23 points really stood out for the scoring-wise, but I still like the way he distributed the ball. He passed well. The six assists were a mark of that. I was hoping that he'd get the double double at the end there. He sat with nine rebounds for like the last five or six minutes, but couldn't finish it out. But uh, Jeremy Sohan and the lime green hair and the one arm free throw bandit is my number one. My number two, I went a little different route, and I've really liked what he's done. Uh, you know, he has a new spur. Stanley Johnson was awesome last night. And him with his little white t-shirt under his uniform, doing a lot of good things. He ended up scoring 12 points on four or five shooting, knocked down a three, also chipped in with four rebounds, two assists, just really did a lot in just uh, 13 minutes of time. I mean, also had two blocks and a steal. I just really like Stanley Johnson. I think we may have found our guy at the bottom of the roster that can come in and do some things. Obviously, he's shown a lot more than uh, Jordan Hall or Alizé Johnson in a brief period. We'll see if he can maintain that and keep it up as he's fighting for a job. But Stanley Johnson was my number two on my top two. I really liked his 12 points. And lately, I've been paying a lot more attention to the plus-minus stat category, and he had a plus 13 last night, which was tops on the San Antonio Spurs. So that's my top two. Drew, who were your bottom two? Yeah, so for my number one
1: bottom two... I'm going to go with Charles Bassey, who just really didn't do anything in eight minutes. He had zero points, shooting 0 of 2 the field, had four rebounds, but three turnovers is what got him on his bottom And you talk about plus-minus. Charles Bassey with that game had a higher plus-minus than Jeremy Sohan. Just wanted to point that
0: out. So, <laughs> that, nice, nice one.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So my second bottom two, I'm going to go with Doug McDermott. He also didn't shoot the ball very well. He had five points, four rebounds, shooting two of eight from the field and one of five from the three-point line in 17 minutes. Those are my top two. Let's hear yours.
0: All right, so that's very good. And uh, I like what you said. I just said I'm paying attention to the plus minus. I don't subscribe to it that much, but I'm starting to pay more attention to it than I did in the past just to kind of get a feel for – What guys are doing and see how it correlates so that brings me to my bottom two my number one bottom two and this was mainly for me because of his shooting uh Devin Vassell he was four of 13 shooting and uh, just that inconsistency with his scoring is the reason why he's number one on my bottom two also in that plus minus category he had a minus 18 he actually was the uh Leader in the minus category or the worst, however you want to look at it. But Devin Vassell was my number one. And then I also had Charles Bassey as my number two. I just – he turned the ball over. He doesn't look as confident and as comfortable lately in the past few games. I don't know what's going on with him. And, you know, I always talk about the rigors of an NBA schedule. Maybe that's getting to him. I don't know. But uh, Charles Bassey was my number two on my bottom two. All right. So that moves us to the next segment of our show called Question of the Day. Remember, you can always text your questions at 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Simon in Brady, Texas. Simon's question is a start one, bench one, cut one. And he took a little different angle on this. So, start one, bench one, cut one, Drew, Charles Bassey, Isaiah Roby, and Stanley Johnson. What you got? Wow,
1: that is a bunch of... I think very similar players. But right away, I'm probably going to start Isaiah Roby here. He did have a good game, but I think he shows the most potential. So I'm going to start Isaiah Roby. I'm going to bench Charles Bassey, and I'm going to cut Stanley Johnson. Very, 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 very close, but that came up with.
0: Yeah, that was a good question by Simon, and uh, he, he I, I really like it. I'm going to go a little different route, and it may just be the honeymoon phase and what I saw and how he attacked the bucket and what he does and his white undershirt. But Stanley Johnson's my starter out of those three. And I know that could be shocking a little bit to, you know, as a new person, but what I've seen so far, I've really, really liked. So Stanley Johnson would be my start one. My bench one is actually going to be Charles Bassey. I really like Bassey, and I think he's uh, basically. A good depth guy, good depth post guy. Even though he's going through a hard time now, I do think he's a quality NBA talent. And lastly, Isaiah Roby's my uh, cut one. And I know this may be shocking. I was really excited for his signing from the Oklahoma City Thunder this offseason. But honestly, to me, he's yet to live up to his potential And uh, just a a lot of inconsistent, a lot of off-night outings. And so Isaiah Roby would be my cut one. Thanks for your question, Simon. I really appreciate it. Now it's time for the segment of our show, This Day in Spurs History. Drew, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, so today we're going to dial back to December twenty second, two 2014, where the Spurs battled a really good opponent in the Los Angeles Clippers. The Spurs ended up getting a win against the Clippers, one hundred twenty-five, one hundred eighteen. A good battle. A leading scorer in this game, Tony Parker, with twenty-six points and four assists. Our second leading scorer was Tick Duncan, with twenty-one points, and twelve rebounds. We had Danny Green with eleven points and five assists, coming off the bench. We had Boris Diaw, who had twenty-three points, and six rebounds. And Joe Noble finished out the double-digit scores with 19 points in assists. The Spurs getting this win improved their record to 18-11 in the 2014-15 season.
0: All right. Thank you for that. And that's a good one because that comes on the heels of Tony Parker and Greg Popovich being nominated for the 2023 Basketball Hall of Fame class. So thanks for that throwback in time and uh, the Tony Parker drop on that one. Hopefully he gets in. All right, so now it's time to preview our upcoming game. And, man, we've got a tasty one coming up for the Spurs as they travel to Orlando to face the Magic. The Magic are sitting with a 12-win, 21-loss record, and the Spurs have 10 wins and 21 losses. Spurs are fourth in the lottery standings. The Magic are fifth in the lottery standings. This game is going to go on Friday at 6pm Central Time. Drew, what can you tell us about Orlando and this matchup?
1: Yeah, so this matchup should be very, very good. I'm going to tell you about some of the players at Orlando. Mr. Paulo Bancaro, I think he's the front runner for the Rookie of the Year. Um, He's been great, averaging 22 points and six rebounds as a rookie is very, very good. Wagner with almost averaging 22 20 points. Wendell Carter Jr., who's at 16 points, Cole Anthony, who's averaging 12 points, and his brother, Mo Wagner, who's averaging 12 points, and Jalen Suggs, who's averaging 12 points and 5 assists. This game should be very, very good. What are your thoughts on the Magic?
0: Yeah, the Magic are coming in really hot. They've won four out of their last five, and two of those wins are against the Celtics, One of those wins against the Hawks and then one against the Rockets. They dropped a one-point game to the Hawks, so they're playing good basketball right now. I think it's going to be a tough, challenging test for the uh, Spurs. And uh, Las Vegas has Orlando favored by 6.5 on the Vegas odds. So we'll kind of see how that one plays out. Let's go with our player to go off in our prediction on the game. Uh, My player to go off in this one, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Malachi Branham, who's really been, he almost hit my top two again. He's just coming off the bench and really shooting well lately. So he's my player to go off. And I've got the Spurs actually winning this one by four. So I'm going to buck the Las Vegas odds. Spurs by four and Malachi Branham as my player to go off. What about you?
1: Yeah. So for my player to go off, I'm going to go with Kellen Johnson. With him returning, I think i got to pick him as my player to go off. I think he's got a good game against the here tonight and my prediction for this game i actually am going to go with the magic to win this game by seven points unfortunately i hope i'm wrong
0: yeah i hope you are too but uh if not well i guess that solidifies lottery position so there we go on that all right that brings us to the end of this episode of the spur of the moment podcast ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us we had a good spike up after episode 100 of listeners Uh, So we appreciate that, and we appreciate the support. Thanks for joining us. Drew, would you take us home, please?
1: Yes, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as always, go Spurs, go!